Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I'm Paul Fontaine. If you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I uh, I, I spent the weekend in Las Vegas uh, cheering at the top of my lungs for about four different wrests, four or five different wrestling shows, and uh, I'm getting a little old for this, and my voice is completely shot, but I'm back. Uh, we're a day late because I had a really heavy travel day yesterday, and uh, joining me as always is uh, Ryan Frederick. Ryan, you... Uh, Missed you in Vegas, but uh, I hope you enjoyed your uh, your holiday weekend. Yeah, I really regret missing everything in Las Vegas this weekend. This this past weekend, about Wednesday morning, whenever whenever I saw you know you and all my other friends that were out there traveling, I was like the big old fear of missing out and regret hit me, and I was just like, next year, next year is one hundred percent for me. But yeah, but yeah, also also speaking of Las Vegas, today's one of my favorite days of the year because the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas kicked off today. So yeah, you know, so much going on in wow. that city, in that city, and I really regret missing out. But I hope everybody had a great time. You know, I'm, I know you saw some people that we haven't seen in a while, and I, it would have been great to see all those people, people, you know friends from you know canada washington england boston all that so yeah so met met some new friends um met some uh yeah some old friends again um yeah i don't know how many of them i know wade i hadn't seen in a long time i know he listens to the show so shout out to wade uh james James. uh listens listens when he can yeah hung out with him for probably more than i ever have uh and uh had a great time with him took me for some tacos which uh, you know it sounds he was telling me about that telling me about that (laughs) so yeah yeah they were good they you know like i don't like spicy so i i uh you know i made sure that they didn't put any sauces on them and and it was real good i i wish i would have had more and i got this real cool like non-alcoholic sangria that was uh awesome and uh yeah yeah we had a good time met some met this dude from uh actually james and i both we met this dude from uh brooklyn and uh we we had we had a great time hanging out with him and ended up hanging out with him most of the weekend because he didn't really know anybody from the convention so yeah yeah it was a good time and like I said uh, no no MMA for you to cover so you you got to just watch the shows uh, you know the wrestling shows and everything and uh, I guess the only thing that we would normally cover from last week um, well actually before we get into that. We got to talk about, we, we, we're supposed to kick off the show with this all the time. So we got to talk about, and I, I guess what we were just talking about kind of, uh, leads into it because, uh, we enjoyed our week off, but we got like three months in a row of shows. Um, uh, I think if I, if I was, if I'm doing my math right, like from this coming weekend until August 20th, 27th, uh, we have shows every single August, 27th. Okay. 12, 12 straight Saturdays. Every single weekend. 12 straight Saturdays. Wow. And what do we got? Three pay per views in that time, or is it four? It's four, right? Uh, I think. Yeah. We got, uh, yeah. Next one in we June. Got we got two in July, three. and then one in August. Yeah, yeah, four, four. Yeah, the the August ones before the before the uh, is yeah. is the last one on the twentieth. Yeah, yeah, four. And and uh, so that's four four pay per views and eight fight nights. And of the eight fight nights, only four of them are in the apex. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. At least for now. Um, no, there's only yeah. four. So yeah. that that's uh, yeah. There's only four the the upcoming weekends, and then one in July, and and one in August, and the, and the last one in June. Yeah, that's uh, that's the fourth. I was trying to think three, four. Yeah, four. So 
Yeah, and we got we got that. And we got imagine there's some Bellator stuff. PFL will be back for their second round um, of the regular season. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which we can't wait for. <laughs> got a got a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, everybody who was complaining about no UFC on this past Saturday, where well, you're going to get your fi- fix, and everybody who was complaining about about you know AEW double or nothing being too long at four hours and twenty six minutes, which was the official time. I'm like, I'm like, y- y'all got nothing on me watching these. UFC shows every every Saturday that are that are yeah five five to five and a half to seven and a half hours long. So so get back to me when you're watching that every Saturday. Yeah, no kidding. And I mean, even when we when we go to Vegas, like uh, for UFC, I often will not go, especially in Vegas. I won't go for the um, for the early early fights unless I'm covering it. But I'll you know I'll go for the prelims and the main card, like the 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 main prelims and the main card, which is still you know five hours usually. So and I don't know what it is, but it didn't feel as long. But this AEW show, man, that felt long. But uh, yeah, 12, 12 shows in a row. And um, yeah, and, what, what are some of the big? Yeah, what are, and and what, go ahead. And I'll be at a few of those. So for all the for all the even talk about how long those sh- oh, okay. how long those shows are. You know, for somebody like me, media member who gets there an hour and a half before the show starts and is there for two hours after the show. Those are even longer days. So so yeah, it's no kidding. So you said a few of them. I know obviously you're going to the Dallas show. What well, what other ones Austin, are you planning to go to? July second, uh, Austin show in uh, in June. Because uh, okay, because that's a uh, June. What's that? June eighteenth, and so and two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, possibly July second, Vegas. It's to be determined. To be determined. But uh, you know, I might, I might head out to New York, Long Island. You know, we'll see. We'll see. And kind of oh, depends yeah. where. Kind of also depends where August thirteenth and August twentieth, twentieth end up. End up. There's you know rumors about a bunch of different places. So who knows. <laughs> Oh, cool, cool. Well, I mean, they um, they they seem to like Texas. Uh, they're selling a lot of tickets there, and um, yeah, I uh, I now what are um, just for people that may not be as up on what's coming up? What are some of the big fights over the next twelve weeks? Okay, uh, just off the top of your head. Well, we'll get we'll get into this week's show, but then then next week on June eleventh, you have the big UFC two seventy five pay per view in Singapore. You got Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prochaska for the light heavyweight title. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Tyler Santos for the women's flyweight title, and then uh, Zhang Weili and Joanna in, in the rematch of their absolute classic fight. Fight. Too bad that's only going to be three rounds, but I think it'll be just as good. Then August eighteenth, you're in you're in uh, Austin, Texas, with Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett in the main event. Also, Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lozon in the co-main event. August twenty or. Uh, June 25th, uh, they're back at the Apex. Uh, they just announced this week that the main event's going to be be a lightweight fight between you know ranked ranked prospects that are moving up the rankings. Uh, Armin Sarukian against Matus Gamro. You know, I, I saw a lot of people. <laughs> I saw a lot of people criticize yeah, the main yeah. event, but it's a show at the Apex. It's it, you know some of these shows. It doesn't matter who's in the main event. Main event, and, and it's honestly it's honestly good. The only way you're going to make main eventers is to put new people in in main events. So you know, you know, trying to find a fight <laughs> on that short notice. You know, the main event. You know, just go with a go with a good fight you had booked already. That's nothing wrong with it. Then July second, mm-hmm. Las Vegas. You have the big the big old. Uh, you know, International Fight Week, Adesanya, Cannoneer, uh, Volkanovski, Holloway, you know, all that all that hoopla. Then July 9th, you're back at the Apex with Rafael Dos Anjos and Rafael Fiziev. Then 
uh, July 26th here in Long Island with Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega in the main event. That's going to be a hell of a fight right there. That's a great matchup. July 23rd, you're back in London with the loaded card, Tom Aspinall and Curtis Blades in the main event. July 30th, you're in Dallas, Texas, UFC 277, Pena Nunez, and then Royval, not uh, Moreno and Kai Car France for the interim flyweight title. We'll kind of get into into some stuff going on with that later. Then, uh, yeah, August sixth, mm-hmm. you're. Uh, I think it's back at the Apex. Uh, Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos in the main event. Uh, August thirteenth, uh, location to be announced. Uh, it's not at the Apex. I've heard possibly Boston, Boston, Salt Lake City, Seattle, maybe one of those. One of those. No main event yet. Uh, there was rumblings of Piotr Jan against uh, Cheeto Vera as the headliner, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen mm. because I don't think Jan's going to be ready. Even even though Vera would, uh, accepted or verbally accepted the fight. So the main event for that one, you know, is up in the air. And then August 20th is a UFC 278, either Salt Lake City, Boston, Seattle. Two of those events are going to end up yeah. – two of those cities are going to have, have – have two of those events and the odd one out is going to have a show later in the in the year i think it's going to end up being salt lake city for the pay-per-view though but uh you know uh nothing nothing on the books there yet you know, there's you know they're trying to figure out what fight could be could be usman edwards if we get court mcgee on that card <laughs> court mcgee's fighting in austin so you know, so but oh, yeah shit. but uh okay could be usman edwards could be sterling dillashaw could be something else who knows so, all right. So you uh, you might see um, Cerrone and Lozon's last fight. Uh, yeah, well, Lozon's for sure. Cerrone, I'm not so. Cerrone says he's gonna fight. Fight till he yeah. gets 50 fights in the in with with Zufa <laughs> with right. Zufa with UFC and WC, which is only which he's at like 47 or 48. So it's only like two or three more fights. And if he if if he I feel like that I feel like that go ahead if he wins against Lozon, I mean you can get two more fights out of him, especially if you protect him. And I'll kind of bring up a scenario later where you know which would kind of make sense. So so, but uh, that's um, I mean that that I just have a feeling that's going to be a special fight. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're going to get to see it live. Um, okay, yeah, so that's yeah. uh, that's our wild, w- wacky upcoming schedule. Um, so last before we get into this week's coming show, um, we had the tough episode four uh, from last week. I did, haven't seen this yet. It's sitting on my PVR because it aired on Tuesday night and I flew out uh, like very, very early in the morning on Wednesday. So uh, what 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 happened this week? Did we get the expected weight? cut drama yes yes that we were gonna have Chantel Coates uh she was she they uh checked on her weight prior to prior to the cut she was 154.5 five means she needed to cut 28 and a half pounds uh she uh let me see i've I've got the i've got the recap i watched it but uh but i didn't like write take any any notes i think she yeah i'm the same i'm the same i'm I'm kind of scanning through the recap so yeah she got down she got she missed weight she was gonna miss weight and they took her off the team and she was replaced uh wow she was replaced by uh laura gallardo uh in there and uh and uh, uh, Coates was supposed to fight uh, Brogan Walker, 
uh, but uh, Walker had a knee injury, yeah. knee injury. So they switched the matchup to where Gallardo fought Catherine Paparaki. So they fought. Yeah. <laughs> the, what a shit show. Yeah, yeah. All this, all this whole entire fight, fight, you know, got switched, switched around, switched around, and then, uh, yeah, and then Gallardo won by majority decision after the two rounds, two rounds. But there wasn't much in much in the right. show either. I haven't watched episode five came out tonight as we were before we recorded. I have not watched yeah. that watched that yet. Maybe I'll do a better job of taking notes. But I, but I know it's uh, Bobby Maximus against Eduardo Perez on uh, episode five tonight. Honestly, out of uh, you know, other than Muhammad Usman, I think Maximus is like the second most interesting thing on this show. So I'll be uh, looking forward I've, to that I've one. Heard, and I've heard some good things about, about tonight's episode, and that they make you that they make oh, good. make Bobby Maximus into a really compelling character. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, of course, if you don't remember, Maximus is the guy, he's 43 years old, oldest guy to ever compete on tough. Uh, and he's also, uh, he was on season is it two or three, uh, under a different name. I think, um, whatever his real name is, uh, Rob, Rob something or other. Rob McDonald. That's right. Um, so yeah, so that's episode five. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit next week. Hopefully by then I'll have watched. I got so much crap. I got to watch on my PVR. Um, all right. And, uh, so now we got this week's upcoming show, which, uh, I did some research, uh, before we started recording and, uh, God damn, pardon my French. This show sucks. Um, I mean, there's some, you know, the top two fights are probably, well, I mean, big names in the main event, but could be a terrible fight. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the co-main um, featherweight fight between Ige and Mofsar Evloev. But man, there's so many people on this show that like nobody knows. Um, I'm like just was looking through and I couldn't believe how many like fighters there were that were either making their debut or it had like one or two fights. And, uh, you know, I honestly, the most, one of the more interesting fights to me isn't even on the main card. I don't think, unless my lineup is wrong. And that was, uh, Fleece Herring and Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Yeah. That was the uh, straw headline, headline, the prelims, honestly, the, you know, outside the main of the top two fights, the most interesting per- person on the show is in the very first fight of the night. I don't, that kind of doesn't make sense to me. Oh yeah. Blanche. Yeah. Cause like, or Altridge, yeah, yeah. yeah, and even Altridge is like, is you know, she's, she's seven, she's got a bit of a, she's seven and three in the UFC too, yeah. So, and then Blanchfield, yeah, Blanchfield's it's one of the, weird. yeah, Blanchfield's one of those flyweights that they're trying to, trying to build up as a potential person to th- dethrone Valentina Shevchenko, and you're putting her in the opening, in an opening fight of a weak ass card when you should be putting her on, on the main card and showcasing her again, especially against somebody like Aldrich who has a good record. But I digress on that. And uh, this is a one o'clock show, um, Eastern, so noon, noon uh, Central, um, and I guess you know that that's that that's the start of the prelims, or is that the main card? That's the prelims start. The main card's at four Eastern time. Okay, so so like this almost looks like a card, and judging from a lot of the names on the card, like this looks like a card that's designed for Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and even the time zone is, you know, like this is a, this may be a fight where they're hoping to get the Russian audience. I mean, you got Volkov, Evloev, uh, Zhiruk, Adeshev, you know, who's, uh, Azar Mazrakov, um, 
you know, a few few other names on here, like Jalgas, Jamagalov, Renat, Fakhradinov. You know, so there's a lot like this is a fight. Like, remember, I when we were doing shows during the pandemic era, I was like, yeah, the I, I, I kind of look at some of these cards and say, oh, this show would be here. This show would be there. This looks like a show that could have been in Moscow, but or somewhere else in Russia. But they're obviously not going to be running in Russia anytime soon. Um, yeah, but yeah, this seems like a show designed for that market. And given the start time, that could be, you know, more indication of that. Uh, I don't know what's airing in terms of basketball or hockey on Saturday, but maybe that's also a reason why you'd have a fight like Aaron Blanchfield early on so that maybe they think more people will watch it. Although I can't imagine a ton of people are going to be watching a show at one o'clock Eastern on ESPN plus, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's Uh, no, this show is all on ESPN. Yeah. There's no NBA, NBA. There's okay. There's, you know, Avalanche Oilers, if it goes to, yeah, that's game three. Mm. Game three, that's it. But that's on TNT. ESPN doesn't have anything on it. So, eh, it is what it is. What a game. <laughs> what a game that was today. Holy crap. Uh, I don't know if you've been following it at all, but at uh, opening, they had the opening game tonight, and I watched uh, watched a bit of it. And holy smokes. It was, uh, it was like the old-time hockey that I grew up with. It was 8-6. <laughs> which um, is, yeah for for hockey is like pretty incredible um but yeah i'm uh i mean i might be watching game you know that that might be what, what i'm watching saturday night honestly um but yeah so volkov and rosenstruck in the main event and one thing i noticed when i was going through and and we'll we'll talk about my roi picks later on but volkov is a guy that always seems to win the fights he's supposed to win and always seems to lose the fights that he's not supposed to win. Um, not too many upsets either way when, when he's fighting. And it's kind of the same way with Rosenstruck. Like, so I don't really like have a sense on this fight other than Volkov's the favorite. So I kind of expect him to win. Although Rosenstruck's obviously got enough power that he can, he could hit him, but the way Volkov fights, he, he'll probably just keep distance and try to go like 25 minutes and Rosenstruck will probably get tired and maybe Volkov will tag him at some point and then get him down and finish him because he's gassed out. Like, I don't, you know, I, I, obviously Rosenstruck could knock out anybody, but I don't expect him to knock out Volkov. Yeah, this feels like one of those, we need a main event. Let's find a couple heavyweights to plug in, plug in and here we go. I mean, I mean, you know, they're, they're I mean, they're still both in the top 10, but they're like those title contender gatekeepers now now and the loser of this fight's definitely that gatekeeper status whereas the winner still has an outside hope of getting into title contention one day but they're gonna need they're gonna have to beat guys that are ranked ahead of them and i guess this is kind of yeah they're in the, they are definitely in the same position and, and volkov is surprisingly this is volkov's seventh ufc main event uh, that's tied for tied for third most since wow. uh you know, since like the start of 2019, I think, I think, and it's a quick turnaround for him too because we just saw him, we just saw him in uh, March when uh, Tom Aspinall submitted him there in London, London. Whereas Rosenstruck has a fought since September. He had a fight with uh, Marcin Tabura fallout fallout when Tabura was sick on a fight day. It's just yeah, it could be 25 minutes of a whole lot of nothing, or it could be a quick finish. I mean, Rosenstruck has the power to finish Volkov. Volkov is very underrated, especially with his power. 
power and his length and he can always get Rosenstruck down and submit him as well as well uh, it's just you know i would i would expect the worst from this fight and if you if we get anything better including a finish then it's probably a uh, net positive for this fight but uh yeah, yeah, as far as who I think is going to win, I'm kind of leaning towards Volkov right now. But, uh, you know, it's, it's heavyweights. Anything can happen in a heavyweight fight. I mean, it's one thing you forget about um, about Rosenstruck. I mean, the only three losses he has are to Curtis Blades, Cyril Gaon, and Francis Ngannou. Um, but they are three of his last five fights. So, um, you know, you think of him as maybe not quite as good as he is. But he also hasn't really been that tested other than those three fights that I mentioned. So this is, uh, yeah, it's kind of a critical fight to see where both these guys are at. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way as what you said, I think. Um, and then in the, the co-main, I mean, this to me is like, it almost should be the main event. Like out of these two fights, I'd rather see this one go 25 minutes, although I'm not sure it will, um, than, than the main event. Like if it, if either one of these was going to go the distance, I would rather see Dan Ige and Mobster Evloev for 25 minutes than Volkov and Rosenstruck. You got Evloev coming in undefeated, um, but he hasn't faced the level of competition that Ige has. So this is, um, you know, this is the biggest fight in the career really for Evloev um, and you know he's gone to a decision in all of his UFC fights uh, all all five and uh, even one of those was a split decision um, but I, again he should be favored just because of the fact that you know he's 15 and 0 but Ige is um, you know he's fought some really really top top competition recently and at, at a plus 310 underdog like i see a lot of people thinking you know probably thinking that that's good value but uh yeah i um we last saw Ige. he's lost three of his last four but josh emmett korean zombie and calvin Qatar are those three those three losses and all by decision so what what are your thoughts on this well, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you got got some uh, talking points in, in there with the three of three or four, but yeah, Ige is a. I mean, I, and honestly, when you look at it, when you look at it, the uh, the Emmett fight could have gone either way. Either way, that was a very close close fight. Oh, if yeah. we remember, I think more people had that fight for Ige than they did Emmett. If I'm, I might be mistaken, but it was a very kind of close fight. But but yeah, the guy Ige is, you know, he's he lost his debut to Julio Arce, then he then he won six straight. He got wins over. Over Edson Barboza when Barboza was still, you know, was still probably, you know, kind of near the end of his prime, but still there. And, and you know, and he's probably still, he's probably, you know, near the end of his prime now. And Mirsad Bektic, who that was a big win at the time because Bektic was, was kind of, you know, in that, in that spot to where a win would have got him in into the pitcher and then Bektich like ended up retiring after that fight or something like that or might have, might have fought one once more but but yeah it's a big fight for Ige but uh there's definite value value there at his underdog status Ivoyev you know I'm he's got a great record he's been dominant dominant with his wrestling 
But again, you know, you know, Ige's been is battle tested, and he's he's the best guy that Ivoloyev has fought has fought. So it's going to be a big test for big test for Ivoloyev to see what you know if he's actually you know a Habib, you know, a guy who's going to be undefeated going for a title one one day, or you know if he is not ready to face these top ten guys yet. So yeah, very big fight right there. Yeah, um, I yeah, I, I like I said, I, I kind of wish this one was twenty five minutes, but um, what uh, now? The rest of this card, uh, and you know, you'll go down the whole card in a bit, but uh, give us uh, three fights that you can kind of pull out of this mess yeah, the, that uh, people yeah. you know should should be looking at. Yeah, um, I, I've already <laughs> talked about it, but uh, the flyweight fight between Aaron Blanchfield and JJ Aldrich. I mean, Blanchfield is, well, I think she's. Let me click. I think she's still what twenty. She's twenty three. Twenty three. She just turned twenty. Wow. She just turned twenty three this month. This month of May, of May. But uh, but yeah. And then you know she's got. She's looked great in her first first uh, two UFC fights. The decision wins over Sarah Alpar and over Miranda Marat Maverick in December. That was a very dominant and impressive impressive win. Uh, she's. Eight and one, but her one loss really should be a win. Is a split decision loss to Tracy Cortez, Cortez and Invicta. Uh, but uh, you know she's got the she's got the skills and potential to be a challenger for for Valentina Shevchenko. But uh, JJ Aldrich, a solid seven seven and three in the UFC. UFC very surprisingly, uh, she's won three in a row. Excuse me, three in a row and four of her last five, coming off a decision over Jillian Robertson. So uh, it's not a fight that Blanchfield should be taken lightly, lightly. But it's also a great test for her. Uh, excuse me, I had a little burp there. Uh, then uh, that's good. Yeah. Then the uh, uh, <laughs> going through this, trying to trying to find find three on this. I'm gonna go uh, fly, good Lord. <laughs> flyweight flyweight fight. Jeff Molina against Zaga Zumagulov. Uh, Molina has been very impressive during his during you know in his first few UFC fights. He had an incredible fight with a. Uh, uh, it, I don't know. It wasn't Daniel De Silva. De Silva. It was. It was. In, it was in uh in Jacksonville on that first show that they came back with fans uh, against. Uh, oh yeah, our <laughs> record. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, I knew it was some Ch- Chinese guy that I cannot remember. But uh, yeah, very. <laughs> very good, very good fight. Ten and ten and two, very exciting, and he's a very good character on Twitter as well. Very, very smart and breaking down fights as well. As well, I'm looking forward to him more so than Zuma Gulov. Zuma Gulov is, you know, he's he's got a solid fourteen and six record, but he's only one and three, one and three in the UFC. Been is coming off a loss to Manel Cop, and then I guess on the third one, I'll just go. Felice Harrigan, Carolina Kovalkiewicz. It's a rematch from a fight from a fight a few years ago. A few years ago, uh, that Kovalkiewicz won, won. But both these ladies are are in need of a win. Harrigan's lost three in a row, and Kovalkiewicz has lost five in a row. I mean, they're both yeah, yeah they're both fighters that they want to keep want to keep but at the same but at the same time it's you know almost feels like a loser leaves town kind of fight but they both have name values and name value and yeah it's yeah it's probably the 
biggest fight as far as names outside of the top two fight top two fights but yeah that's it's not much on this card i'd i'd almost i'd almost say like maybe even the second biggest fight in terms of names but um you know like because mavsar Avalov doesn't really have a name uh, much but um yeah i i'd uh, yeah i'd agree with those fights because i i mean there's not much there and then in terms of the roi and i'll have like uh, the ufc roi show on youtube later this month this was a tough one because um most of the the higher rois is on very limited amount of um of fights that that we've that the guys have had so um the the top three that i would recommend because i'm going to ignore the ones where they don't have a lot of fights um mike trezano uh is, oh, who's fighting lucas almeida has a 55.5 percent roi so i would recommend him he's a but he's a minus 225 favorite so it's not really going to pay much but pretty good odds there uh second one is mobster evloev again you know he's a minus 400 fave but he's got a 37 percent roi but then also dan Ige as an underdog is a positive 20.8 percent roi so it's a tough one um i might throw a on a parlay and then uh, next the next one is Joe Selecki at 23.8% over Alex De Silva he's a minus 170 favorite and he's also got a 3 in 1 record as a favorite and I should mention Evloev as uh, 37% he's also got a 5 and 0 record as a favorite um, obviously he's undefeated so he's going to be but he's I don't think he's ever been an underdog uh, a betting underdog in UFC for sure so those are my three picks but it's nothing like like the last show or even the one before that like when i was testing this out before i decided to bring it to this show like there's always seems to be some good value um there's like two five six fights on this card that i'm recommending that you don't even bet on like because there's no value on either side so it's uh it's not even an interesting show in terms of betting um which you know kind of sad but um i mentioned uh you know some of the fights that you hadn't talked about yet so why don't you run down the rest of this card? okay so as we said earlier kicks off at one eastern time with the prelims everything on espn plus 14 fights on this card so be prepared for kind of a long Long, you know, afternoon, but it kicks off with the flyweight women's flyweight fight, Aaron Blanchfield against JJ Aldridge. Then we have a welterweight fight, Renat uh, Fakaridinov. I don't even know, but uh, he's making it. <laughs> Get ready for all for all the. Yeah, years. I know. I'm doing cover. <laughs> I'm doing coverage. I mean, I always copy and paste one name, one name in the coverage to make it go quicker. But some of these, some of these have a couple of them. But uh, but yeah, he's uh making his UFC. Let's go with Renat. Renat, yeah, yeah. He's making his UFC debut. He's 20 and two. Very impressive record. Uh, fighting Andreas Mikolaitis. Uh, then we have flyweight fight Jeff. Jeff Molina against Zalgas Zumagulov. Bantamweight fight Johnny Munoz against uh, Tony Gravely. A, I don't know if this this is a lightweight or a welterweight fight, but it's Nicholas Dolzy against Benoit Saint-Denis. Then we have a featherweight fight, Damon Jackson fighting on short no, uh, fighting short notice replacement, Daniel Argueta. Argueta is a, is a cast member from the previous season of The Ultimate Fighter. Fighter, the... the uh, Volkanovski Ortega season. We have a lightweight fight, Joe Selecki and Alex Da Silva. And then capping off the prelims is the strawweight fight, Felice Harry against Carolina Kovalkiewicz. Uh, main card kicks off light heavyweight fight, Alonzo Minifield against Askar Mazarov. Uh, then you got flyweight fight, Ode Osborne against Zaruka Adeshev. 
women's flyweight fight, Kareem Silva making her US, UFC debut against Poliana Botello. Uh, featherweight fight, former tough winner Michael Trezano against debuting Lucas Almeida from the Contender Series. And then you have featherweight co-main event, Dan Ige against Movzar Ivloyev. And heavyweight fight, main event, Alexander Volkov against Jarzinho Rosenstruik. So you've got Paulina Botello and Kareem Silva in, in on the main card. Like I don't understand why that isn't the opening fight and the you know the Aldrich um, Blanchfield you know would be on the main card and then this Odie Osborne against Zaruk Adashev. Like God bless him, but he's four and three. Like yeah, what the I heck mean, is this doing ori- on the main card? Originally, and then you got the, ju- ju- originally the Jules Goss, that, yeah, that Osborne Adashev. That was actually a change that was made today. That was on the prelims and Harrigan. Kovalkiewicz was on the main card, and they switched those two. Yeah, switched those two for whatever reason. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully they they switch it again. Um, and of course, this show is at the Apex, which uh, you know is our bane of our existence. But hopefully, it's uh, ending soon. Um, and uh, yeah, not much else to say. It'll be on uh, ESPN Plus. I haven't looked to see what it's going to be on in Canada. We probably have like four different fight pass. feeds. So fight. Is it fighting? Yeah, I saw Aaron. Like total? I saw Aaron Bronstetter tweeted that earlier. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, I think I, uh, I think I he said something like like UFC Fight Pass is committed to broadcasting a few full shows every year up in Canada. Oh, okay, and this is one of those. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, it makes sense given the. Uh, given the lack of star power on this show. Wow, I can't believe you're the first one to cough on this show. Wow, I I, I should give myself a cookie for that. Yeah, well, I just choked um, on some, all right. I just so took the, a swig of water that went down the wrong way, so that wasn't a okay. natural cough. Yeah, no big deal. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, uh, that is next week's show. Uh, we, we did the uh, recap. So, we got some... Uh, um, News. Uh, the Long Island show, you talked a bit about it already, but it's 100% official. UBS Arena, July 16th, Ortega and Rodriguez as the uh, as the main event. Um, and you you said in your Monday morning roundup column that uh, was published yesterday that it's probably going to be ABC for this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the ESPN Fight Center currently has it has it listed as like a, a uh, 4 p.m. 7 p.m. you know prelim main card but if you go to the to the uh, actual UBS arena website website and it tells you the times it says the the show actually kicks off at 12 12 o'clock local time which would be and then with the main card at three o'clock local time which those line up with what the ABC shows were were the previous two okay. previous two being afternoon afternoon shows they just they have for some reason they don't want to pull the trigger on put abc doesn't and disney doesn't want to pull the trigger putting ufc on in prime time but they have no no issues putting them on during during the afternoon on a saturday saturday so uh i mean the that was the rumor going around it's not official they haven't made an announcement and but uh but yeah i would uh if if uh I mean, you know, Dana said originally back back a few months ago he was looking at doing Covington and Kamza, if you remember. Remember, and he wanted to do it in July on yeah. ABC. So the whole talk about July on ABC, ABC has been there, been there. And this this kind of feels like the show to do it. You know, you're doing it in a big market, 
a big ish market, you know, Long Island, Long Island, you know, it's either that or. But wouldn't that, wouldn't that be the, wouldn't that be the main event if they were going to put it on ABC? Well, that fight's not happening, but that was a, that was the original. It was a oh, okay, Ortega. okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, that fight's not happening. Happening. Colby Covington's. Okay. Colby Covington's hasn't said shit since Jorge Masvidal knocked his chit, knocked his tooth out, tooth out. Like he's been <laughs> quiet. Like we haven't heard anything from Colby Covington. Yeah. Covington in a while. So since literally since that since that happened. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. So, so but but yeah but. Uh, I mean, like personally, like like I would have tried to put that London show on ABC. That would have been because considering yeah. the time frame, oh, time yeah, frames like and just that the, atmosphere, yeah, that with, atmosphere and that card that they have, they have, and you put that yeah. main card that they're going to have even, on the, on ABC. That would have that been more appropriate, in my opinion. In my opinion, and it's, who knows, it's still possible, but but they like doing do, having the ABC shows being over here in the states, so it's more easy, it's more easy. So so, but yeah, yeah, it's probably better for publicity and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, all right. And then, uh, when you announced the, um, when you announced the, uh, uh, or you made the, the, broke the news, I guess is the best way to put it of the Paul Costa, Luke Rockhold fight. My first reaction was this fight's not going to happen. Like whenever it's originally scheduled for, whenever it's scheduled for, they're not going to happen. So it was originally going to be at the show you're going to on July 30th at, in Dallas, but it's already been postponed. So it's now being being moved back to August 20th. I'm still saying like there's better than even money chance. We never see these two get in the cage. But uh, this week they announced that that's, that fight has been moved to UFC 278, which as of this moment does not have a location and you've also speculated now we've got a a a open spot on that ufc 277 card so dustin poyer possibility uh because he's got you know a lot of fans in louisiana which is not too far from dallas um what's the story here yeah well uh yeah the the moving this fight off of 277 actually it really kind of hurts that main card and leaves a big big hole because if you look at the prelims on that show the prelims so far are pretty weak for a pay-per-view card pay-per-view card and so now you're gonna have to yeah you're gonna have to find something and and you know maybe you get dustin in dustin in there now you need you need something because because you know yeah ufc's been selling tickets tickets well well and all that and they're coming with Dallas to Brendan with Brendan Brandon Moreno. Dallas is a big Hispanic market. That might work work out, but at the same time, like like Dallas, this Dallas building is a big building, big building. I don't know if they're going to sell eighteen thousand tickets for for Pena and Nunez without something else. Something else, maybe Moreno puts it over the top. But I think if they put Poirier on there, I think that would put it over the top. And he really wants to fight in Dallas. But back to Costa and Rockhold. It yeah, it got moved. I mean, there's no official reason why it got moved. Rockhold did an interview, interview saying like he's not surprised, and it's nothing on his end. His end, it's it's purely Paulo Costa, Paulo Costa, and maybe he's too fat and can't make 185 that quick. Oh, that quick, you know, he might not make 185. This fight, you know, it might not happen, especially after the news came out today that uh, Paulo Costa is he's under investigation or got arrested in Brazil for something for for assaulting a nurse over his over a vaccination card. So I just uh, this fight is not happening. Just, uh, like, I'm sorry, like it's not yeah, happening. I mean, <laughs> I really th- honestly think Paulo Costa is doing everything he can to get fired. 
it's just it's it's why it's he he's so he can so he can go to eat yeah he's just he's something's off with that dude he's just not all there and it's been (laughs) and it's ever since the adesanya thing he's just been been just like a nut job like you like the most unreliable person on the ufc roster right right now and it's just it's ridiculous ridiculous and like like you said like you said it's probably still 50 50 on whether that fight's gonna ha- gonna happen i mean if i'm chris weidman i get training because because if you need a replacement i think rockhold and weidman at this stage's stage would be a good good time for a rematch considering both those guys what they've been through in the last few years but uh yeah paulo costa i mean we like to joke around with him he's one of our favorite targets to mess mess with but he's he's a part of my language he's a fucking moron it's just it's just it's, <laughs> there's nothing to it like like there's nothing more than that and and if you ever see his twitter it's like it's I don't know. It's it's the guy's got a few screws loose. So we'll put you that way. All right, and Luke Rockhold isn't the most uh, awesome person in the world either. But <laughs> I, I think I'd choose him over Paul. I love Costa. Luke. I love Luke yeah. because yeah, because yeah, he's just a smug asshole and he knows he is. <laughs> so that's the yeah. best part. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like yeah, spe- it's like when you're a dickhead and you know you are, but like. But like, really, if you're like kind of, you know, publicly, you come off as a smug asshole, and you know it. But privately, Luke's Luke's a good dude. I got a fun, I got fun stories with him. So, Mo- moving from uh, one uh, the smug person to two more, we got the Diaz brothers, which I don't know if smug is the right word, but Just, they sure know what they are. Their, uh, they're their own kind of different, a <laughs> different. We'll put you that way. Yeah. Yeah, and they're uh, they're back in the news, kind of, although they're never quite out of the news. Um, Diaz is he wants to fight in July, yeah, so I mean, you know, Nate. if we'll start with if Nate. you don't Nate first, Nate Diaz, yeah. So I mean, if you don't have Poirier, or maybe just do Diaz Poirier, but I mean, Diaz added to that uh, Dallas card seems like it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, but 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 I don't again, know. We we know the story. They want him to sign a new deal. We've talked about. Yep. We've talked about. They want him to sign a new deal. He doesn't want to. He wants to fight Chimaev, but his tweet was great. He uh, he wants to fight Chimaev, but he claims Chimaev first. Chimaev was injured. Then he had visa issues. Then he was overweight. And then Diaz made fun of him over the fact that that he wanted time off to get married. Get married, and Diaz kind of called him out on that, saying saying you're a fighter. What do you need time off to get married for? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just kind of funny, just but yeah, yeah. He says he wants to find July. He's been saying that, been saying that. There's just we we know the story with Nate. It's but uh, you know, he always says he wants to fight, but at the same time, he went three years without fighting. So maybe you don't know what really what his motives are. Motives are maybe he claim and he's always claimed stuff publicly and privately. It's been a different story and just just you know he he's always been one to to put him paint himself in a good light and fans love him and fans will believe him but but there's always there's always a million sides to every story when it comes to those guys yeah i don't know i just think uh it sure makes i mean it sure feels like they would plug that hole that uh paulo costa left on the ufc 277 main card to just throw this guy on there but i mean it's you know it as people are listening to this it's already june so we're talking about next month and that could be a little bit of a 
you know, quick turn, quick turnaround to just to sign a fight. But I don't know. Poirier wants to fight. Diaz wants to fight. Let's just have them fight each other and uh, and be done with it. Um, speaking of Diaz, as you said, uh, Nate's brother Nick says he wants to return in 2022, and he should get a title shot in his mind. Yeah, he wants he wants to return in 2022, and the only fight he wants is a title shot against Kamara Usman. I mean, we know it's not going to happen, but uh, but yeah, I mean, and Nick's like it's like I'm too old for this shit. Why waste my time? I like like you know, I just want to you know want to fight the best the best and. Uh, John McCarthy, thank you for all your contributions to your sport, to this sport. But he said that Nick would light Usman up on the feet with the boxing. I no. Oh my god. No, not not in 2022. Not in 2022. Maybe in 2012. Yes, for sure. 2022. That's not happening. I don't. I don't know. I mean, ever since John McCarthy and Josh Thompson started doing their podcast, they got more popular. They've they've been having. They've been trying to get on the hot take thing that gets them attention. Like, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of. It's dumb, but yeah. That one is. Uh, that that one's out there. Props to. They should. Uh, I mean, you know what. Pro- Both Nate and Connor think that uh, Usman's an easy, an easy mark. Maybe they should just fight each other, and then the winner gets uh, gets to take take the title from Kamara. Yeah, I don't know, but Nick. I mean, if Nick wants to fight again this year, that's that's great. You know, and he's he he sounds like he's motivated to fight again this year. But really, guys, he should be fighting are like Matt Brown, maybe Cowboy. If Cowboy, you know, gets, yeah. you know, keeps on after the Lozon fight, you know, Tony Ferguson, Connor, even, you know, if, if yeah. Connor's not going to fight Nate, let him fight Nick, <laughs> that might motivate Nate. Yeah, that might awesome. motivate Nate, especially if Connor beats Nick and beats him, you know, pretty handily. That might motivate Nate to actually want to take that fight. So, so since that's yeah, the fight, they, since that's the whole reason why Nate's not getting booked is they want him to fight Connor. Connor's like, if you're only gonna fight one more time for us, we want you to fight Connor. That's so. It's I don't know. Just yeah. Um. All right. Uh, next, we have uh, the Korean Zombie who had speculated uh, retirement, um, but now he's made an Instagram post this week said he wants one more fight. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's hoping to have it in South Korea. Yeah, that's that's the basic gist of his. You know, yeah. You know, he talked about we we heard his emotional kind of response after he lost to Volkanovski in April. You know, talking about you know him saying maybe I'm just not good enough, good enough, and how he's talking about retirement. But but guys often fighters men women they often think about that after after a tough loss and you know you give them some time as like yeah you know what i want to do this you know maybe only one more time maybe maybe long maybe more than that who knows let's just take it one fight at a time but yeah he wants to fight once more wants it in south korea which if they're gonna tour tour south it's about time to go back to south korea it's been since since december 2019 and you can put a zombie in a main event fight on that show yeah there's nothing wrong with that Oh yeah, especially if you, you you book it as his retirement fight, could be could be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um. All right, and uh, and then the other thing uh, you would want I to do want to I do want to uh, bring oh. up something bring up something before we get into that because since that's part of our fight announcement, something that I didn't send you on our list, but that was kind of 
coming up yesterday and today. Uh, Davis and Figueredo is pissed off about this inter- interim title fight, and to the point where he's talking about vacating, vacating the regular title. So, so yeah, it's a uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's that mad because he's mad that they made him enter a title fight. But the only reason they made an interim title fight is because Figueredo. All of a sudden, they want him to. He is fine. He is fine. A, f- a couple months ago, after he fought Moreno, Moreno the third time and won, and all of a sudden now that they want to do a fourth fight with Moreno, he's his hands hurt, needs surgery, can't defend it, can't defend it in July like you wanted me to. So they had to go. They went with the interim title fight because they need two time. They want two title fights on these shows. These shows, in case one falls off, they still have one. And now all of a sudden he's talking about, yeah, I'm just going to give up the title and move up the Bantamweight. Which, honestly, if he's going to do if he's an idiot if he wants to give up the title. Because right now he's guaranteed his next fight being a title fight on pay-per-view, which would mean he get title fight pay pay-per-view points as a defending champion and he's willing to give all that up because he's mad about an interim title fight being made it's just like you know, like yeah. like we're really talking about like we spent the last few things talking about the stupidity of fighters and you know but and this is another another instance of that it's it's you're willing to throw away way you know, I mean, Figueroa, he's not going to make huge money. And, and, and the third thing is, yeah, he won't get paid paid like he would in a title fight in a bantamweight fight against, against you know, a guy ranked eighth in the division. He's not going to get the same pay, same pay for that. But he's talking about throwing away several hundred thousands of dollars to up to seven figures away because he's just mad about an interim title fight because he didn't because he didn't want to which was only made because he didn't want to fight Brandon Moreno for a fourth time so everything all that is his own fault to be honest well and not only that if Moreno wins I mean that's the only fight you can make so eventually he's gonna have to fight Moreno again yeah or you know I guess yeah he's would be stripped or whatever um and uh yeah and, and another uh, i guess this kind of is a mixture of what what our next segment would be is the new fights but we we got patty Plumbill, and we've talked a lot about him since his last fight and he's got a fight on that london card on uh july 23rd and it's against jordan levitt which is um it's a it's a tough one for him i mean it's it's a real test yeah, yeah. I, I, whenever I first saw that, I was kind of like, I was trying to debate it in my head, like, like you know what, you know what type of fight is this, is it a good fight to make? Is it is it an easy fight for Pimblet? And I'm not so sure. I mean, Levitt is nothing on the feet. We'll put it to that. We know this. If you've seen him fight, he's he's yeah. one of he. No disrespect to him, but but and he'd probably admit it. He's probably one of the worst at striking in the lightweight division, and Pimblet's going to have the fight there. But when it comes to grappling, this is going to be a very good test for Pimblet because Pimblet is an excellent grappler, but Levitt might be better a better grappler than he is and a better submission artist. So this is going to be a very interesting fight. And you know, as I thought about it more, I'm like, you know what? This is you know, I'm. Looking more forward to this fight. This fight. It's it's still a low level, lightweight at the moment for Pimblet. It's a it's a fight that they're probably expecting him to win, but at this, but it's not the cakewalk that it kind of that people might yeah. When people look at the fight because of Pimblet's big name and they see he's fighting somebody somebody named Jordan Levitt, most people who don't pay attention or 
are huge Pimblet fans are like, oh, this is a cakewalk. It's not going to be the cakewalk that those people think it's going to be. No, no. In fact, like I said, that's why I was thinking that it was a little um, like kind of a dangerous fight to make. But I guess if he can get ahead of Levitt, then, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's not just all hype. Um, it, I'm looking at this card. Um, it's a stack card and uh, there's 11 fights on it. So room for uh, maybe one or two more. Like I'd like to see Jack Shore added to this card. Well, Jack Shore's fighting this um, on th- July 16th in in Long Island. Oh, okay, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, Why, that's that makes no sense. Why don't they just move it to this? Uh, but anyway, yeah, they said that. But it's like we need we need some more okay. fights for Long Island, and and London's pretty pretty top heavy. Yeah, it's funny. They've it's it's like it's most of the big names from the last London show are on this one, and uh, a uh, you know, and that was such a memorable card, and and this one uh, looks like looks like it'll be the same. And right now, scheduled for ESPN Plus, so um, it'd be tough if not a lot of people see this one because I have a feeling this this will be a special card. I mean, there's so many big names on it. Um, so what, what are some of the other fights, uh, that have been made this week that you wanted to spot? Okay. Uh, July 9th, UFC fight night there at the apex, Ricky Turkios, who, uh, won the Bantamweight, uh, ultimate fighter. Most recently, he's got his first post tough fight, you know, almost out of, out of action for a year. He's fighting Eamon Zahabi. And then a couple more fights for the July 23rd London card. You got Mark DeCassi, who signed a new UFC contract. He's fighting Demir Hadzovich. Hadzovich has got a very impressive record. Then you got Nicholas Dalby against Claudio Silva on that card. Uh, August 6th, got a heavyweight fight uh, at the Apex UFC fight night. Augusto Sakai against Sergey Spivak. And uh, August 20th on that show, August 20th, UFC 278. Uh, quick turnaround for flyweights. You got Jake Hadley against Victor Altamirano. Uh, September 3rd, UFC Fight Night in Paris. Caitlin Chukagian against Manon Fioro is official. We've talked about that basically since wow. Chukagian won a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, that, that that was the fight she wanted. That was the fight that was targeted, and they got it signed. Uh, not on the list because my column came out yesterday morning, and it's Tuesday night. But uh, Robert Whitaker against Marvin Vittori is official also for that show so you have you know you, your top three fights right now wow. are are Cyril Gaon, Taitu Ivasa, Whitaker and Vittori and Chukagian and Fioro for the debut in Paris that's you know that's a pretty solid lineup right there right there you know especially since it's going to be probably on ESPN yeah. plus uh, you also have Makhmud Mirodov against Abu Smagomedov on that fight on that card and then September 10th UFC fight night the women's featherweight division lives on uh, with Norma <laughs> Dumont against Danielle Wolf so yeah we got another featherweight fight yay that's uh man Norma Dumont she's like the only only person in that division I think well, Danielle Wolf is um, so because I think she's too I think she's too big to make 135 and she's a former boxer she's only like 1 and 0 or 2 and 0 in, in MMA and she's like 37 so I don't really I've always I don't know why they put her on contender series and then signed her but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we, yeah, not much going on this week. I mean, we're, we're that pretty much wraps up what we had on the uh, the old agenda. Um, 
this coming week, in addition to the UFC on ESPN Plus, we've got uh, got a few shows on Fight Pass, uh, Titan FC. I, I always like those shows, and that is like the one promotion I'll watch more than anybody else because they seem to have good names on them. Uh, that's on Friday at uh, six thirty Eastern on Fight Pass. We got Icon FC from Virginia at nine on Fight Pass. Uh, real, real quick, real LFA quick, one thirty three on the Icon show. That's yep. that's Jorge Masvidal's promotion, but uh, it's got the MMA debut okay. of, uh, of a college wrestling standout, Bo Nickel. So that's kind of a if uh, if oh. you're very in, interested in Bo Nickel, if all goes well, he's going to be in the UFC sooner rather than later. So that's a big time. That's a big time. Like kind of if you're looking at somebody to watch from the start of their MMA career and watch them grow to becoming, you know. UFC fighter and possible UFC contender, contender Bo Nickel, Icon FC, FC on Friday night. All right, I will definitely, uh, I'll, I'll definitely check that out because that'll probably be early in the show, um, given that it's his first fight. Uh, we got an LFA 133 from Denver on Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, and Fury FC on uh, uh, on Sunday from Houston at 4 p.m. Eastern, also on Fight Pass. And uh, that's uh, that's going to be just about it. Um, well, well, you know, one thing I might as well notice because it's also in your column was uh, it was actually as a recording. It was 14 years ago today that uh, the late great Kimbo Slice um, fought James Thompson on uh, on network TV, CBS, and and the. The show averaged 4.85 million viewers and 6.5 million viewers in the main event, which is like probably three times what a similar show would do nowadays on network TV. And uh, the, the one memorable thing from this fight was James Thompson's ear exploding. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I almost wonder if it might have had something to do with why we never got to see uh these guys on network TV again, um, on, at least, uh, until UFC came, went on Fox in like 2012. Well, you had a few show. more elite XC shows on there. And then you had strike force, strike really? force. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm surprised. And I thought uh, for sure they would, cause that was gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Um, but it's good. James Thompson did the job. Unlike, uh, Seth Petrozelli a couple of years later, uh, didn't want to, didn't want to do the job for old Kimbo. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, just smoking to wrap Wait, it up. Well, real quick, um, real quick, the, probably the bigger thing on that show too, was uh, a network debut of Gina Carano too. And she became, oh, she right. became a massive. Yeah. Deal. Did you fight Kedzie? Julie Kedzie? Uh, no, Caitlin Is that Young. Julie Kedzie that she fought? No, Caitlin Young on this. Caitlin Young, okay. Oh, and she's still around. Yeah, yeah. And that, uh, that, and that was the first women's fight on, obviously, on network TV. Um, well, this was the first MMA show on, on network TV. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that Gina Carano, yeah, became a big star. Kind of paved the way for Ronda Rousey and um, everybody else. Uh, people might not might know her for... You know, controversial comments she's made in social media and, uh, you know, the fact she's become a movie star. But, yeah, she had a pretty big deal in MMA back in the late 2000s uh, or late. What, what do they call it? The aughts? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, the double O's. Yeah. yeah late whatever, 2000s. Whatever you want to call them. Uh, but, yeah. At, yeah, the 2000s. There you go. So that, that's just going to wrap it up. Uh, make sure to check out Ryan's uh, column on uh, in uh, that aired that aired that dropped Monday on uh, FightGameMedia.com, and uh, his coverage of uh, well, I guess there's nothing from the uh, 
that you're going to have from the Wrestling Observer, but you can check out his last week's, uh, that's in last week's Wrestling Observer that covered the previous UFC show. And of course, we'll be back next uh, Monday, hopefully back in our regular time slot. Uh, but so Ryan, so for Paul, for me, God, for Ryan, I'm Paul and Ryan, why don't you take us home? Like uh, all right. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Enjoy the fights this weekend and have a great week.